always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light All right, side so, of life. Speaking of orgies in Spain, you are the biggest Orioles fan. One of the only. One of the only that I know and am friends with, and that's, you know, for sure. And so I was thinking, it was interesting, when I was watching uh, an old baseball game the other day, on the scroll bar, it actually said, and this is a callback to, I believe, our very first episode, it said, Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle have been demoted to AAA. And I just thought, that was it. There were no other Orioles, but it said that. So they, they took the time to actually tell. I feel like they were speaking to just us because no one else knows who they are, cares who they are. But on SportsCenter, on, under the ESPN ticker, it said, Ryan Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins, down to AAA. So that got me thinking, I want to test your knowledge about another Oriole. And this is an Oriole that I looked up, I spent minutes upon minutes looking up to find an Oriole to test you on. And there is an Oriole named Ricky Martin. Not the singer. All I want to know is what position you think he plays. So now this Ricky Martin guy. And it's not the singer. Again, I know you're thinking the La Bamba, Live in La Vida Loca, that, not La Bamba, that's a different. Uh, live in La Vida Loca, but this is not that Ricky Martin. It's a different Ricky Martin. And I think before I answer this question, you know, we have to, you know, we must admit that being a fan of the Orioles is like being a fan of handkerchiefs, you know, and it's just like handkerchiefs are actually probably a big. That's they're popular. Yeah, now. yeah, they're trending right now. <laughs> unlike the Orioles, um, you're just not a fan of something that's good or really overly interesting, and so sometimes it's easy to lose interest. But Ricky Martin, that's interesting. Yeah, like you have a Ricky Martin. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm gonna guess relief pitcher. So, you're. Uh, Wrong. Um, Second base. He is uh, the he is gonna be he is the projected backup shortstop oh. for the Orioles, and he's a prospect. And he his uh, his nickname, because Ricky Martin has a nickname, is Rich Boy. Oh. Does this have so, to do with the music musician? I have no idea. Huh. I just know that he obviously feels pretty good about himself because he gave himself this nickname, or other people did. So he's. At some point, going to be a rich boy. Maybe he already is. I don't know. But he's, for now, the backup shortstop for the Orioles that aren't playing. Oh. Even if they were playing. They were not. They're not playing. But they're not yeah. playing. Um, speaking of, what, what's your opinion on self-given nicknames? I feel like they've never worked. Like, No, there was, there's a couple people. What I, I do like when really over-the-top characters talk about themselves in the third person. So that's not really a nickname, but like Ricky Henderson, for example. I, as a, as a kid, that, that guy was awesome. Like yeah. He would steal bases galore. He's very famous, very outlandish. He was a Dodger mm -hmm. briefly, um, the end of his career. Mm -hmm. I like to say his peak year, but that was, was like Oakland. 42. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I loved how in his post-game interviews, he'd always say like, you know, Ricky was thinking about stealing second. Ricky was stealing about thinking third. Like he would, he would have this this flair and talk. So I like self-given. Like when you talk in the third person about yourself, to give yourself a nickname, I think is a little bit. It's a bit stupid. It's a bit much. I remember when Dwayne Wade would not 
respond to anything other than people when reporters called him three because he decided do you remember this was like six oh, seven yeah, years yeah. ago he's like my you know I'm, i go by three now because that's his jersey number like it was like the dumbest thing i've ever heard and it never stuck fortunately i remember when um yeah so hollywood brown as he's oh, yeah. called himself um marquise brown wide receiver yeah be a secondary wide receiver for the baltimore ravens and obviously very related to Antonio Brown. He's actually his cousin. Obviously, he wants to be called Hollywood Brown. I think the only time a self-proclaimed uh, nickname actually stuck was with Deion Sanders because he called himself Primetime. And it worked. And it worked because he was Primetime. Like, he was, like... Well, there's one other way I think it can work. And I think it's about full committal. You can't go half with giving yourself a nickname. You actually have to rename yourself. So... Ron Artest, yes. uh, who I weirdly actually, in an Oscar after party, talk about weird, I, I, there was this Maroon 5 concert and we, I, I watched it next to him. And we got to like comment on the concert while we were watching it. So I got to spend a little time with uh, formerly Ron Artest. Nice guy. What I like about him, uh, full committal to his, his name for himself, by changing his full name to be Meta World Peace. He didn't just say, this is what you should call me. He said, this is my new name. I'm changing my name. Yep. It's now my new name. If you're willing to go so far, or... Uh, Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco, he did it. Uh, famously, back uh, you know before our time, Lou Alcindor became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So when you go full committal to a nickname, so if Dwayne Wade were to say, I'm done being Dwayne Wade, for now on, you just have to call me three, fine. I'm in, Dwayne Wade. You're now three. What's what, up, three? What would your nickname be if you had to change your name? Oh, man. Nickname right now on the spot. My nickname would be Self-Proclaimed Genius. <laughs> Wait, didn't Kanye West try to change his name to something like that? It was like... Oh, no. Did I Christ Kanye? I, th I think it was Christian Genius. Um, I couldn't be Christian Genius, but I, I like Self-Proclaimed because then I'm the only one who thinks it. Christian genius billionaire um, is I'm not that, Christian. I'm not a billionaire. So yeah, he wants tough. his. Yeah, he may change his name to Christian genius billionaire. That's. So I mean, I'm just self-proclaimed. Yeah, you're self-proclaimed billionaire. So self-proclaimed genius. Self-proclaimed genius. What about you? Without thinking about it, because I might revert to my high school nickname that a couple friends gave me because I used to love the Wu Tang Clan. I was Wu Hit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I just so go sing it. Or it might just go, just just drop all the other names and just go Rohit, like, like you know, Ronaldo, or kind of just like be a single name type person. I could be Wolfie then. So Wolfie, Wolfie and Rohit, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, it's great. All right. So now we are on to our next segment. Do you want to introduce yeah, it? Yeah, Hope Fulfilled. This is where we show you just how much influence we have in the world. Because mm -hmm. Aaron and I... You know, we, 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 we like to do is figure out, as you know from the whole theme of the show, is where where there's, you know, there's there's hopelessness, there's hope. And we think that we've put it out into the universe. So there's a couple follow-ups uh, to, to prove that this show is working. Yeah, it is working. And we have predicted a few things already, which is odd, um, but also shows it's working. So the first thing I want to do is play, as promised from last week, a few seconds of the song Moon, which is actually by the phenomenon, the, the group BTS, from the K-pop group. 
that I, I'm part of. I'm a BTS. I'm part of the BTS army. I'm a huge fan. I, this is this is the second song of theirs I've ever listened to, and so it's called Moon. Rohit got it wrong last time, but ready here. We're gonna play a few seconds of it. Maybe a minute or two. Let's see. Let's see how long we get. All right, so that is Moon. <laughs> um, obviously a great song. And we're good. I didn't even look up the meaning of it, but I assume it spoke to me that it's about the moon. That's I mean, it. yeah, and it's definitely a real BTS song, which was what I determined was not a real BTS song. Yeah, and so now we're going to do one more time a, uh, a little game for you Ooh. called Pick Which One Is The Actual BTS Song. So, your choices are Remember Forever, Outro, Ego, okay. and the last one is Swing. I'm going to eliminate Swing already. Um, outro, Ego, what was the first one? Well, uh, one was Outro, Echo, or something like that. Outro... Outro, Ego. Outro, Ego. Okay. And then the third one, oh, was Remember Forever. Okay. Remember Forever, Outro, Ego. Wait, so A is what? A was the one that you eliminated called Swing. Swing. Okay. B was, was Outro, Ego. Was Outro, Ego. And C was Remember Forever. Remember Forever. I'm going to go with B, Outro, Ego. Rohit has done it. Woo! You got it right. Outro, Ego, which I will play you guys a second of right now. We're now going to progress to some steps which are a bit more difficult. Ready, set, and begin. That's it. That's all you're going to get to hear. The rest of it is for later. That is totally different than the first two songs of BTS that I've heard as, as a huge fan of theirs. And that was unexpected. But that is on Map of the Soul 7, which is their newest album, I believe. Uh, it's a great start to the song, and next week we'll uh, we'll finish the song, and and see what it's all about. Outro ego that has me enticed, and congrats, Rohit. Sound effect. I did the yeah. Th that was great. You got it right. Well done. Clap, clap for ourselves. Yeah, and uh, so let's keep going with uh, with hope fulfilled. Yeah. So Elton John, tell me more. Elton John. What's weird? I believe in the one of the first episodes I talked about how I happened to be at a restaurant, at the table next to him, sort of the bar part, um, as, uh, as the NBA got canceled. And it was weird, because you know, Elton John's out, this is starting to become a thing, the coronavirus is starting to be, hit reality, but he was out, Mike Tyson was there, so it was the, you know, just two, two regular guys having their dinner out at night, and Elton John didn't care at all about the NBA being canceled, and it kind of was, Annoying. Everyone else there was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then, as it so happens, the full Elton John, like, turnaround to be caring about what's going on with the coronavirus is on Sunday, he hosted an in-living room concert that was on Fox with all kinds of famous artists singing songs from their home. And I thought, man, this guy... 
and I have, have the fortune and misfortune of having seen it firsthand, goes from eating out at a restaurant and not caring at all about things being canceled to hosting a freaking show on Fox. Wait, were there people in attendance? No, no, it was everyone was in their own house. So he'd like be talking to Lady Gaga. Okay. And then she'd say like, hi, Elton. And then he'd say, hi, Lady Gaga. I think it was all pre-recorded because it didn't really work very well. Uh-huh. But he did do it. So I just thought, man, I actually got to see firsthand Elton John go full quarantine. Not only full quarantine, full Elton John quarantine, like hosting a, a rally on TV with all his best friends. And everyone, by the way he loves and is his best friend. This is my favorite guy. This is my best friend, Sam Smith. This is my favorite woman. I love her. She is the best, Lizzo. This is my favorite person ever. I love him the most, Tim McGraw. It was really, everyone's his favorite. So I also realized he's sort of insincere with who his best is. But at least, I mean, what a, what a full circle, what a 180. And you were the you were his favorite dining buddy and yeah well dining next to buddy i never even said i don't but that so i just thought, thought it was interesting elton john has come full circle there's a lot of hope in, in him yeah well you know i think i think what you can take away from that is everybody is just that person dining next to him I know. and yeah it's just because nobody if everybody is your best then nobody's your best Right, but maybe we are the best, or maybe we're not. Who yeah, knows? Who knows? He might have said everyone there is the best dining patron next to person guy. Uh, so, so now to uh, from Elton John to climate change, uh, I wanted to bring back the Logic Party. I don't know if you've thought about the party that we created, uh, the Logic Party, very much because there's the Democrats, the Republicans, and then Logic. And one thing that I think has been a benefit is that the climate is actually getting better because of this. And what I hope is that people as a part of our logic party realize that just like this pandemic, we didn't see it coming. Now it's happened and now it's here and now it's real. And now people, no matter what party you are, no matter who you're mad at, it's hitting. Uh, I, I hope it can now bring more awareness to climate change and that that is real also, and that at some point that will affect everyone just like this did, and to not be unprepared, to not deny it, but to be part of our logic party and just say, yes, this is real, let's do something about it. And then I saw they were gonna roll back the carbon emissions thing that was put in place, and because they wanted to save money on that. And I thought, well, that's not part of the logic party. The logic party would say, we don't want to, because of the pandemic, now roll back things to help save the climate. So I believe everyone should join our logic party, which is just think logically about things. Be like, okay, that's what we should do because it's pretty obvious and let's do it. I mean, there's uh, you know, I think if, if the premise of the logic party is just that, um, you know, you put away your sort of your party dispositions and just figure out what makes sense. It'd be nice if we had all candidates if they didn't have a party next to their name and people actually looked at the issues, then we might actually then, you know, have something, uh, you know, if we could just, you know, abolish reporting on who's a Democrat, who's a Republican, you actually have to individually evaluate people based on their record. Yeah, that would, that's that the would, logic party. That's yeah. who we, who we as the, the heads of the logic party, the, what, the LNC, we are part the head of the LNC, the convention will be in <laughs> September. Uh, we want that logical candidate and that, uh, 
a film I recommend that actually comedically deals sort of with this is, uh, is called The Long Shot with Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, I think is how you pronounce it. Oui, oui, from South Africa. Yeah, she's French, African, yeah, whatever. And it's a good movie. I really recommend it. And so speaking of people from other places, uh, one other uh, hopeful filled is Restoring Tomorrow came out on, uh, on Amazon. Everyone should go check it out. It will bring you hope. Check it out. Share it. Give it stars. I think it has five stars right now. So keep doing that. And what's cool is I got a message from someone in Chile who watched it. Uh, someone in Chile, uh, oops, direct, I just dropped my cord. Someone in Chile direct messaged me and said that they enjoyed the film. And I thought, what a cool world we're living in, in wake of the pandemic that's terrible, that someone from Chile wrote me about the film. I, I thought it was really a neat little moment that then they were really happy. They were like, it, it brought me hope. In Chile, things aren't good either. Chile doesn't get enough attention for also being part of the world and being part of this pandemic. Yeah. And they're going through it too. And so they just said, we're so glad we got to watch this film and provided hope for us and we can't wait to share it to our friends in Chile. And I just thought that was uh, some hope fulfilled. The movie came out and someone in Chile uh, watched it and felt hope and felt the need to write me. And now I'm hoping more people, more Chileans get to enjoy the hope and, and see the film and so do you. And weren't there some crazy fires or something in Chile a couple of years ago or a year ago? Maybe. Oh, that would have been good to write the guy. Yeah. Say, how are you doing after the fires? Like, yeah. I know it's a few years late. Yeah. Like... Yeah. You can, you can always follow up, but yeah, it, it's nice that a message, even though it's so centered around a Los Angeles synagogue. Yep how that can kind of, you know, bring positivity to, to a lot of people. Well, that's why in the film you'll see we, we also talk about other places and it's not just, it's about, it's really about communities coming yeah. together yeah. in wake of, uh, of bad things happening. And uh, I really do, I actually think, and based on what you said about the comment, about how I could comment even though the fires might have been three years ago, it's kind of also like the wedding gifts. Now I have more perspective on the Chilean fires. So yeah. I can actually give more of a perspective to them than if I reacted immediately, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Now it's like hindsight. I can say, I'm so sorry you went through this three years ago. Yeah, I mean, even they can, they can be purveyors of hope to people going through current tragedies knowing that they made through it there. They did it, so. yeah. So now, do you want to introduce the... Yeah, so now it's time for our listener submissions. This is where uh, we take some of the, the, the hopeless moments or hopeless thoughts that our friends, family, listeners that they're having out there. And we've actually uh, got five this week. Um, and, it's, you know, I think uh, I think there's some good ones in here. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll kind of uh, first explain what is bothering them, and then we'll try and find that brighter side. So uh, kicking off with a little bit of self-love. So self-love was a topic that was brought to me as a user submission by, very cool, a Stanley Cup winner named Brent Sopel. Won the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks in 2000, I believe, 10, 10 or 11. And uh, uh, he's a great guy, really uh, really nice guy, friend. And he, uh, he wanted to talk, us to talk about self-love. He, he likes our show. And so I'm going to hand it over to you, Rohit, to, uh, to tackle this, this topic. 
So what what do you think his is uh, sort of uh, what does he feel hopeless about? Do you think? Well, he is a helper. He's a really really kind man who wants to, with his uh, notoriety and having accomplished what he's accomplished in the in the sports world, he helps people. He actually helps people, and in this time, he's seen an uptick in reaching out to people, helping them through their problems, and uh, and so on. And so he wants us to talk about how we can all feel self-love at our homes in a time when we're having to do a lot of introspective thinking because we're not around a lot of people. Okay, okay. So I think, you know, it's it's funny. Like, you know, you think being at home, you might have more time for yourself than you ever did before, but in reality, you don't. Um, you know, it's it's for many of us whose jobs are still like you know rocking and rolling remotely you know all day all night into weekends it's it's you you feel like in a sense you feel almost like deprived of like this apocalypse was supposed to be fun you know <laughs> like you know there's this 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 dramatic vision we have you know it's like oh cool i get to be home for a while and you know, while I'm working, I can also do home projects. I can also, you know, relax, take some naps and kind of like work out a little bit more, cook a little bit more. And while we're all taking time to do this, I think it kind of comes down to um, but the fact that, you know, a lot of us, we're not getting up and spending time commuting to work. We're not, um, uh, you know, like there's, there's the less time that we spend in going to the office is actually the more time we're spending towards work. So it's even like there's less time for self-care, self-love um, than you thought that you might have, but there's even less time than there was before the pandemic and before the quarantine. So I think the, the way to feel sort of hopeful about that is I think it's a time where, you know, what I appreciate is when people are getting on their video calls and the people that are not enabling their camera, right? Or the people that are literally saying, I got to go. I got to drop off. I got another call. I got another meeting. The same way that we would leave meetings in general. I think you're starting to see some people that are taking the initiative and not um, treating this working from home and the pandemic as something that is um, like you got to work twice as hard because yeah. you know, there's no now you can't escape, you know. So I think that, you know, uh, there's, you know, our, some of our leadership at our company talking about putting aside an hour or two or even just have an hour here and there across the day to like literally say i can't talk to you right now i don't care who you are i need to cook some lunch or i need to go work out or I need to do something for me um so i think it's hopeful that we are having you know almost from the top down hopefully the good companies are all doing it but like they're saying to their people listen we know you're working from home and we know we're probably asking even more of you than was asked before so tell everybody to fuck off every now and then you know <laughs> and so i think that it's 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 there's hope out there that some of the companies that have reputations for working harder and longer than other people in their industry they're the ones that are saying tell people to go away and you don't even have to respond just take time um so i think that's that's i guess how we're recording this podcast today we took an hour and, and then and yeah just just reflect and i i think you're concept with people who have have work right now is brilliant is that taking that time to to self-love and and give give a moment of introspection introspectiveness introspection whatever something like that and so another thing for people who don't have work now or people who are 
have lost either their jobs or they're not busy, they're not working the same because of what's going on. I challenge everyone, or I think that everyone, treat every day as though you have just had an entire week of work and now you finally have that day off to relax. Do you want to get something done that you normally wouldn't get done? Do you want to reach out to some people that you haven't been able to talk to because you've been putting it off all week? Do you want to do a new project that you're like, man, I always wish I could do this. And if we just take it a day at a time, it almost sounds like a, uh, like a 12 step program kind of thing, uh, which maybe, you know, that's a way to look at it. It's like, just take this a day at a time and just do your best with that day thinking, imagining that the previous five days were just filled with work and you're just beat because I think that's how we can all get through this, whether you're working or not working. Yeah, buy yourself an hour every day. Even if you got kids, tell them to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Tell your kids to uh, self-isolate in a room. Yes. Uh, so, the I'm actually curious, Ben. So, yeah, so Ben, he's, he's a friend of ours. And, um, you know, Ben Ip, he uh, is a neighbor. He lives, uh, you know, um, right, down the, right down the street. And um, we haven't seen him since we moved to our new house. And since we've been in quarantine, you know, Ian and I were thinking, oh, you know, it would be great to have, this would have been a perfect time if we weren't quarantined necessarily to have people over. Um, so Ben was having a, he went live on, on Instagram yesterday and I, I just quickly tapped in to say hi. Um, I didn't realize it would put me on screen, but I just wanted to say hello. I was like, whoa. So it was him and I just on, during his live stream chatting and everybody else was like um, kind of uh, following along. And so we were talking and, and he, he's listened to the show and um, he has a, uh, a um, something that, that is making him feel a little bit hopeless is, and his problem is people using the quarantine and the whole sort of like lockdown as an excuse to not follow up on your responsibilities. For example, you know, he is, you know, he's a business owner and there's people that now aren't paying their bills because it's, hey, listen, man, everything's so crazy right now. But he's like, your bills were due before this even started. <laughs> and like, do not use this as an excuse now. Oh, it's... And it's so, it's people are now using the pandemic to get away with crappy behavior. And I think at the same time, then causing people that are artists, people that are filmmakers, people that are, you know, not working a regular nine to five job that it's, it's making them look bad because they have real legitimate excuses while work has dwindled. And now, so yeah, it's just, he's kind of feeling a little hopeless about that. So how do we bring some hope to Ben? Uh, let's bring hope to Ben. Ben, the good news is your payments will get staggered. So just that, just when you think, cause th there, this excuse can only last so long. It's, it's a good try by the people like who don't pay their bills in general very well. And now they're using this as an excuse. It's a great try. It won't last. It can't last because you can't, you can't like say like, I, I didn't pay my January bill because of the pandemic that hit in March. You can do that for a little bit, but at some point, Ben, just tell them, look, we're all in this together. We're all, I'm here for you. You know what Ben should do? He should call them and say, I'm offering you a partnership. How can we get through this together? So you pay your bill. I'm, I'm willing to work with you on it. You can do it in installments if it's hard, but let's call this instead of you paying me or me bugging you, it's a partnership. So we together, cause we all, I need 
the funds to keep my business going. You need to maybe slow the payment because of what's going on. So let's work, let's call it a partnership instead of a you owe me and I owe you. I think the more we can create partnerships and the less we can talk about it as pointing fingers, the more everyone can end up with what they want while staying sane and happy. So like a compassionate payment plan. A compassionate payment okay, plan. Okay, I, th I, th I think that could be a solve. A compayment plan. A compayment plan, yes. And so I think um, there's a few more topics. Do you think we should, we, should we hit one more and then wait and hit a few more next week? Yeah, let's do that. Give All right, favorite. so we're gonna, what I'm gonna do is do a, sh so Caroline and Amber Sean, Next week we're going to hit your topics, and then everyone else keeps submitting submitting theirs, and we'll we'll pick some of our favorites and keep doing listener requests. And what I want to do now is there's a a band uh, that I think you know as well called Portugal the Man. Um, a lot of people know them. They won a Grammy last year. I um, have gotten to know the guys over the years, and then there's a sub group of Portugal the Man that's called Portugal the Fans. That's a fan group on Instagram and they now they submitted that they wanted me to talk about Portugal the man because they know that I I know the guys and um, and so I do I want to talk about this band because this band is still doing activism they're they're really uh, big on Native American activism I spent New Year's Eve with them and they actually had a tribe the leaders of a tribe come out to say that we need your support uh, we get overlooked in, a lot of the time and and it's not fair and I love that they are continuing to stay active, even in their New Year's shows and party. They stayed active and they brought a cause to the table and they're continuing this cause. And I love that bands with Grammys and fame, and I, I love that the example that Portugal the Man is setting and John and Zach and Eric, the whole, the whole team, they, they're really passionate about making a difference with their success. And they've started a nonprofit. And I think that the more bands and people who have had big successes do that during this time. Use it to, to help causes that matter to them when they can't go out and tour. I think that's a, they're, they're showing hope. And if you don't know the band well, or you might only know one or two of their songs, go listen to them and listen to their stuff from five, six years ago, seven, eight years ago. They have great music. Their catalog is so listenable. It's so, so good. It's so catchy. It's so clever. Their albums are real albums. So listen to them and I'll bring them up more. Maybe we can even get them on the show at some point. But for now, I think the hope is that people are using their platform to bring hope and to bring positivity to other pieces of their work that aren't necessarily their music because they can't uh, go do shows right now. I mean, John Krasinski is doing something really similar. You know, the, uh, oh, he yeah. played um, Jim in The Office and has gone on obviously to much bigger fame. Um, but he is, uh, has his own little, um, like, I guess, uh, vlog. Um, he's making these videos and he's got like this this sharpie scribbled in sign and he's just talking about the things that all his fans are sending him that are hopeful in the world. So I think if Portugal the Man is doing that and John Krasinski is doing that and you and I are doing this, Aaron, yeah. that I think that's... In reverse order. Probably. In reverse order, yes, yes. We started it. Um, yeah. But I think that gives everybody the message that you can use your energy to bring positivity because it's still energy you're expounding. Just make it a little bit more positive. And we hope that, you know, in the, you know, the, this past hour that you've been listening to us or however long we've been going, that you feel a little bit more hopeful. I mean, I feel more hopeful. Do you feel more hopeful, Aaron? I feel a lot more hopeful. I feel like we can continue to focus on 
the bright side of things and get through this together. And for you know episode five and everyone after that, please continue to reach out to Aaron at the Aaron Wolf and to me at Vohit for Rohit, the number four. Um, and uh, you know, with 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 your request, put them in the form of something that gives that that you need hope on, or the form of something that you feel hopeless about. And we would love to discuss that on our future episodes. We will, and we have a, another surprise next week. Can't wait to show you, and uh, and we're going to be having guests too soon, so that'll right. be fun. And until then, everybody enjoy the Magicians series finale. I can't wait. I hope it's good. All right, good episode, Aaron. Great job. All right, we're great. We're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never make that money back. Oh.